Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hi, this is Greg Kilstrom. Welcome to the Agile World Podcast, where we discuss customer experience, employee experience, and transformation in an Agile age. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at theagile.world and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, The Center of Experience, a blueprint for creating an experience-led organization, now available on Amazon and other retailers. Hi, this is Greg Kilstrom. Welcome to the Agile World Podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about one of the properties of the Center of Experience. In my latest book, The Center of Experience, I talk about several aspects of what it takes for an organization to set up a center of excellence around the practice of both customer and employee experience. I refer to this as the center of experience. Today, we're going to talk about brand. That's one of the, one of the six primary components um, in, in the center of experience. Seth Godin said, a brand is, is the set of expectations, memories, stories, and relationships that taken together, account for a consumer's decision to choose one product or service over another. Certainly, there's lots of definitions of, of brands um, from many, many experts out there. I wrote a whole book about branding called The Agile Brand and talked about how brands really have evolved from a, a very simple identifier to something much deeper and um, a relationship that it has with its customers as well as its employees. In terms of the center of experience, brand is, is such an important component because um, for a few reasons. First, it's, it's often the first thing that most audiences will both see and experience about an organization. And because of this fact, it, it has a powerful effect. While brands have become more sophisticated over time, there's still a very basic element of recognition and response that benefit successful brands and often, unfortunately, have very negative effects on brands that make missteps. As part of the center of experience, I've outlined uh, branding and a brand into three primary aspects, and there's two elements in each. So I'll, I'll go over the three, uh, the three uh, primary elements first, and then um, and then talk about uh, talk about those those sub elements. The three are existential value and belief, second, recognition and differentiation, and finally, value and joy. So let's talk first about existential value and belief. So this is how an organization defines its goal and reason for existence. This category of brand elements is often far-reaching and sometimes abstract, but uh, without practical ways to define and measure, it will fail to be successful. Great brands understand this balance. Part of existential value and belief includes two things. Uh, the vision, this is really you know, the, the brand's mission or what it aims to achieve to benefit its customers, its employees, shareholders, 
and the world at large. This vision includes its promise to those audiences. And second, values. This includes what a brand stands for. What will it always or never do? How will it always stay true to its mission? As with all other elements of a brand, these values are for both internal and external audiences. We often think of a brand as something that's, you know, mostly consumer-facing, but with all the competition for talent um, these days and uh, the employer branding, it's so important that not only a brand takes internal audiences in mind, but that it's consistent between both. The second main category of branding I refer to as recognition and differentiation. So this relates to how an organization positions itself as relevant to its audiences and the methods it uses to connect tangibly with its customers, employees, and others. This includes position or how an organization defines or distinguishes itself from competitors and the place a brand occupies in the minds of its audiences. So, you know, this could be it's, uh, you know, it's a luxury brand or it's the cheap brand uh, you know, it could be, you know, it's it's really that that place that it occupies where I know that when I have X problem to solve, I am going to go to this, you know, I'm going to buy this product, I'm going to hire the service, whatever it may be, because I know it fits my budget, it fits my needs, um, so on and so forth. Second um, category within that is is the attributes. So, you know, the um, when we're talking about recognition and differentiation, attributes of a brand mean, you know, these are the words, the symbols, the personality. So these are the things that we could, um, you know, ideally um, describe to others very easily. So, you know, what color is the logo? Um, Do they, is their advertising mostly humorous? Um, You know, do they take themselves too seriously? So on and so forth. These, you know, these are those um, easily identifiable, uh, identifiable attributes about a brand um, that, all audiences should be able to um, should be able to to understand and, and remember. The third main category um, is called value and joy. So this talks about the emotional aspects of a brand, as well as um, articulating the tangible returns its audiences can expect from their experiences. So um, under value and joy, we would have experience. So as you would imagine, I you know talked quite a bit about this already on on this show, but this is how audiences interact, how they communicate, how they consume a brand's products and services. Um, this is what it's like to work at a company for an employee um, from, you know, both, uh, you know, from being recruited and hired in the organization to the time they leave. It's all of all of those things. It's really it's every touch point that someone has with an organization. The second item under value and joy would be benefits. So, you know, this defines the the value proposition that audiences get from interactions with the brand. So it's it's what they get from using its products and services. It's the tangible value they gain from, you know, from hiring, from buying, from working, all of those types of things. And, you know, this can vary greatly, obviously, depending on the brand. Um, and, you know, especially if you're, uh, you know, depending on if you're a customer or an employee, but it is such a critical aspect. Um, you know, ultimately, it's, it's what sticks with someone um, from a, uh, you know, from that, that value perspective. And so, as I mentioned, you know, the audiences of a brand, there's, there are certainly internal audiences. So employees, board members, shareholders, leadership, you know, you can, you can 
sort of slice this in in a lot of different ways, but um, it's important, as I was saying earlier, that a, a brand um, it can distinguish how it talks to an extent, you know, to an internal versus external audience, but it shouldn't be fundamentally different. Um, there shouldn't be different values displayed to customers versus employees. Um, you know, the values of an organization should be consistent. It should be the reason why you buy as well as why you want to work for and, and, and things like that. And so, you know, those internal audiences, certainly, you know, a key one, particularly when we're talking about employee experience. External audiences would be customers, it would be partners, vendors, um, all of those types of things. It's, it's not only people buying from you, but it's people that um, work with you, represent you in some cases of partners and things like that. So a very key audience that you want to make sure understands your brand um, and uh, really holds your values um, as well. Uh, you really don't want a vendor or partner that does not share your company's values um, because they, you know, they have a lot, uh, they might be working with your customers. Um, they might have other impacts to your business and and not being, not being able to have that uh, control over your values could be, uh, could be very detrimental. And finally, um, you know, just in, in talking about this topic. So, you know, I, I wanted to make the distinguish or I wanted to distinguish between branding and brand experience. So I, I talked quite a bit about brand experience being this combination of employee experience and customer experience and really tying that together for the benefit of the organization. When we talk about branding, this is the subjective and objective ways that a company or, or product in some cases sets itself apart from its competition and you know really how it does that using those elements that I, that I discussed previously. So it's a it and thus it's a it's a sub element of the center of experience. So um, it's really you know it's it's really that way that people identify with um, with the organization in in those ways. So a couple of ways to um, to think about this and and perhaps even get started understanding it better. You know you may not sit on the brand team or you know a communications team that has a lot more let's say stewardship over the brand, but doesn't mean that you shouldn't, you know, try to thoroughly understand your your company's vision, mission, and values. And, um, you know, worst case, if those aren't clear, that's something important that the company should know. Um, if you work at a company, it should be very clear um, what its values and mission are. So it's something to to really try to understand. And, you know, to take it a step further, think about the last, you know, one or two large initiatives your team completed. And, you know, do they align with company values? How were decisions made and, you know, how were tough decisions weighed? Um, if they mostly align with values, um, that's good. Um, if they definitely align with values, that's that's even better. And if not, you know, why why is the case? Why is why are the brand mission and values not um, being fully realized or, or implemented? And what can you do better as well? Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening to the Agile World Podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. You can learn more and get a copy of my latest book, The Center of Experience, from my website at theagile.world or on Amazon or other retailers. Until next week, stay agile.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.